ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम कंटो वन चैप्टर फोर टेक्स टू ट्रांसलेशन एंड भागवतम which was spoken by the great and powerful sage Shukadeva Goswami purport Sudha Goswami is twice addressed herein by Shona Goswami out of great joy because he and the members of the assembly were eager to hear the text of Bhagavatam uttered by Shukadeva Goswami they were not interested in hearing it from a bogus person who would interpret in his own way to suit his own purpose Generally the so-called Bhagavatam reciters are either professional readers or so-called learned impersonalists who cannot enter into the transcendental personal activities of the supreme person such impersonalists twist some meanings out of Bhagavatam to suit and support impersonalist views and the professional readers at once go to the 10th canto to misexplain the most confidential part of the lords of the lords pastimes Neither of these reciters are bona fide persons to recite Bhagavatam. Only one who is prepared to present Bhagavatam in the light of Shukadev Goswami, and only those who are who are prepared to hear Shukadev Goswami and his representative are bona fide participants in the transcendental discussion of Shrimad Bhagavatam. It may seem astonishing or improbable to us that impersonalists. comment on the shrimad bhagavatam as we're used to hearing it from shrimad prabhupad so why would they want to go to the bhagavatam which is clearly describing the supreme personality of godhead lord shri krishna but nevertheless it is a fact which prabhupad therefore addresses repeatedly especially in this first canto of bhagavatam the bhagavatam has to be heard from devotees persons with full faith in the supreme personality of god and krishna who is fully dedicated to uh, worshiping krishna in pure devotional service who is not an impersonalist <clears throat> so in reading this i was thinking of last night how uh in i was trying to do a systematic progressive overview of what is philosophy coming to the point of krishna but as it happened i suddenly got cut out and we had to go have to skip much of the last part maybe that was krishna's arrangement also we see that there was in the questions at the end there was some 
polite protest at Krishna being or, or the ultimate supreme being Krishna, the supreme person. Up to that point, I'd mostly taught, spoken in general terms of the search for the absolute truth. But that, that absolute truth is Krishna. Satyam Param Dhimahi. He is the supreme truth who is to be meditated upon. That impersonalists do not like to accept. It's not just a matter of philosophy. It's not just a matter of philosophical understanding that, that they cannot understand. Intellectually, they're capable of doing so. But emotionally, they're not capable of doing so because they're envious of Krishna. That's why so many big philosophers, they, uh, they don't understand Krishna or they protest against Krishna being the Supreme Personality of God. Because ultimately, they are envious. Buddhism is prominent in this country and it's also quite prominent in Nepal. Due to mostly the Tibetans, Nepalis, I think they're not. Among the native Nepali people, some of them are Buddhists, but the uh, the prominent, like the Gorkhas, and they're, they're all Hindus, isn't it? Gorkhas are the main caste, isn't it? Or Anderson. And then there's the Brahmins, and they're all Hindus. But anyway, um, Buddhism appears to be a very gentle and good religion. Ahimsa Parama Dharma. Lord Buddha says that the supreme dharma is non-violence. That's why I was surprised yesterday when you told me that how far they have strayed away from the Buddha's injunction when the case against the Asanti Asok was made that the proof that they're not real Buddhists is that they're vegetarians. Around each other, but they were... I mean, actually they were very aggressive against the what we could call the government-sponsored monks in pointing out that, that the what goes on as Buddhism in this country is not Buddhism, uh, not least because they're all meeting to so, Buddhism appears to be a very gentle, mild religion, and the culture is there such as that they have military coups, just like they had less than a week ago here, is it? And no one gets shot. And even after some time, the, the deposed ruler is, rein, not reinstated, not as a leader, but they don't kill him or even punish him, usually. Let him off. So it's a, it's a, Buddhism is a culture. It promotes many good qualities and moral, moral values. However, ultimately, it's probably the most envious teaching on earth, even more so than Islam. Although 
I mean, that was a, that was a one hell of a statement. I don't want to make that too often. <laughs> that Islam is an envious culture. Actual Islam cannot be. Islam means surrender to God, so it cannot be envious. Cannot be envy. But as it's promoted or propagated, there are certainly prominent elements in Islam that uh, promote violence. Recently the Pope made a statement that was saying that Islam was what was it? Something like a violent religion or something. And in protest that they in protest that this is not true. We're not a violent religion. They made so much violence. So is for true whether it's true or not for better <coughs> or worse Islam has a reputation in the non-Islamic world as being a a force to be feared because if you don't do what if you don't do what they let you do if you don't let them do what they want or if you even slightly criticize they they don't want to discuss and there's immediately violent retribution that's why you'll find if someone if, they, if, if in some school book or something they make some mistake and then immediately they make some statement about Islam that Muslims don't like then they'll protest with violence and they'll immediately rectify it because they're afraid it's a fear inspiring ethos that's promoted that's a generalization, but it's not wholly off the mark. Whereas Buddhism is very peaceful. Even, at least, we can say, especially as it's practiced in this country, although in Sri Lanka the, the Buddhist government forces are smashing the Tamil tigers and fighting with them. And also, it's not that Thais can't fight. But in general, it's known as a peace-promoting ethos, and they try to do everything in a way that, uh, according to the Buddha's precepts, of, which are not his precepts, but the common precepts of not giving harm to others, satyam bruyat, priyam bruyat, ma bruyat, satyam apriya, that one should speak the truth, one should speak pleasingly. This is from Manu the lawgiver for the Vedic society. One should speak truthfully, one should speak pleasingly, one should not even speak the truth if it is unpleasing. So, Buddhism appears to be very gentle and mild, but philosophically it's deep envy of the personality of Godhead. Uh, I, I, my experience of the time I was preaching in Thailand is that Thai people, they, they remain very calm. They don't get upset easily. When they get upset, you have to be careful. because They get very upset. There's nothing in but They don't get slowly upset. They just go from smiling one minute to killing with the next. But 
one thing I found is that often Thai people will get upset if you start to talk about God. They don't like that idea. They're actually very much opposed to it. So this philosophy that everything is nothing in in as I was talking yesterday about Buddhist arithmetic, one plus one equals zero. So it's actually very envious, denying the existence of the personality of Godhead and denying the existence of anything, of ourselves also. Although they're very busy enjoying the non-existence with their non-selves. So this Buddhism, impersonalism, they are cousins, bad cousins. Agasura, Bakasura. <laughs> they want to kill Krishna. They're very envious of Krishna. So we see this influence is very strange. Is uh, practically everyone, even the the, the non Buddhists. It's the Muslims were speaking yesterday at that meeting. But even though they are, they believe in what, for want of a better term, is called God, they're very strong to, especially in Islam, they're very strong to deny the personality of God. They don't like that. They think that's, they think that it's blasphemy to speak of the person, to speak of God as a person. So, so I didn't have time to go through all that discussion of philosophy of the the this, this supreme even with neutral philosophical speculation we can accept the supreme as uh, a person and then if he's a person should have personality so I didn't in, the, in answering the question I was able to do so to some extent, but it's very, very difficult to convince people of this part because mostly people, when we talk about philosophy, first of all, most people are not interested in philosophy. And then the next thing is, even if they're interested in philosophy, as Prabhupada uses this, he says here, uh, a bogus person would interpret in his own way to suit his own purposes. Philosophy, mostly it's for people for their own purposes. Whatever they want to believe, they believe. It's not that they it's not that people are sincere seekers of truth, but what they want to believe, they believe. That's all. So uh, we can present philosophy like this as we did yesterday. But actually the basic principles of religion, mercy, truth, cleanliness and austerity, which are upheld by no meat-eating, no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex, that's, uh, that's an imp- it's important to emphasize these principles also, because people are meat-eaters. What are they going to understand about philosophy, ultimately? Their idea of philosophy is just some some intellectual adjustments, gymnastics. But 
for one who is in the lower modes of nature by eating meat and their consciousness remains highly polluted and the the beauty, the appeal, the charm of Krishna it's very difficult for them to appreciate this of course our movement is not meant just for promoting vegetarianism there's a lot, lot more than that but at the same time uh, it is important we should impress upon people that as long as this is a sinful activity Prabhupada writes here in this first canto in one of the later chapters he speaks about the, the, the appearance of Lord Buddha and he says he emphasizes that Buddhists how are they Buddhists? they should, they should stop animal killing it's, animal killing is the cause of so many problems in human society they're surprised how this, uh, so they're, they're afraid of terrorism but at the same time yeah, the terrorism is being promoted by animal slaughter so the, the basic principles of religion need to be understood but we see how much resistant people are you know saying that the, the the main argument against the Santhya Sobhi and Buddhists is that they are vegetarians. There's so much against the idea of not eating meat. They're so addicted that we should eat meat. And they have the idea it makes you very strong. It gives you lots of energy so that you can enjoy sense gratification more. Prabhupada writes in one purport in the fourth canto that materialistic people advertise it. We, we require meat so that we can be strong so that we can enjoy sex and then to keep the balance between meat eating and sex it's required to, so we, that we can take wine to digest the meat so that we can work hard like asses so very wrong ideas. It's been with no scientific evidence whatsoever. They're promoted that eating more meat will make you strong, which, uh, like I said, there's no scientific proof whatsoever. And uh, we see that the elephant, the buffalo, they're strong animals, but they don't eat meat. They just eat grass. So, it's, it, they've just assumed this or presumed this because they want to eat meat. It's also interesting that the, this Santhya Sok, they became so much persecuted. It may be that if our movement becomes more prominent among the Thai people, it's quite likely that they're that their uh, niceness may change to not niceness. When they feel, as long as they're not threatened, as long as their sense gratification, as long as they feel their sense gratification 
is not threatened, then they're nice. But then when they feel their sense gratification is threatened, then they become not nice. So if we're promoting no meat eating and we should accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who we have to subordinate ourselves to, then they may become not very nice. Mm -hmm. Impersonalists, they, they, they like to be nice. They smile and say, everything is wonderful. We should tolerate everything. So they, they tolerate all kinds of nonsense. But if we like to speak the truth, then they become very intolerant. This man was saying this. They're all, all universal principles, your universal principles, my universal principles, we can meet together. <laughs> but no, your universal principle, you say, you eat what you like. No, we can't accept. There's their idea that we should tolerate everything. We should accept all opinions as equal. It sounds very good, but it's it's logically flawed. Because if someone's opinion is that we don't accept that all opinions are equal, then you can't accommodate both accepting all opinions as equal and also accepting the opinion that all opinions are not equal. So he didn't like that when I was saying that that there is truth, but it's not that everyone is on the same level. I didn't I say everything is all the same. It's all one. And he didn't like me. He became disturbed by that. However, truth is truth. Fact is fact. And that should be stated. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Actual truth is as given in Srimad Bhagavatam and we should adhere to that and not compromise with impersonalists and voidists. So any question about this? Arjuna said to Krishna, I accept everything you say. So that's all right. You accept everything I say. Why? I'm not Krishna. <laughs> but if I speak as Krishna speaks, then we should accept it. That's all. And if I don't speak as Krishna speaks, then kick me in the face and throw me over the balcony. <laughs> but I have no intention of doing that. So you need not resort to such uncultured methods. Any question? No, you're all convinced? Is it? Alright. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama.